This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. We continue a theme that we started on Monday, and the theme is seeing. How do we see? And again, as we've said in previous mornings, we know that God has given us two eyes to see with. But we need, as believers and lovers of God, additional sight, not just natural sight, but we need spiritual sight as well. And if we rely only on our natural sight, it can cause many problems, as we talked about during the course of these days. For example, in Genesis chapter 3, the Word of God says, Eve saw that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and desirable to make one wise. Because she saw that, they ate of the forbidden fruit, and the rest is history. We saw that in 2 Samuel, at the time the kings went out to battle, King David stayed at home. One evening he went out on his rooftop, and he saw a beautiful woman bathing. If you know the scriptures, that beautiful woman was Bathsheba. Uh, David and Bathsheba had an affair. A baby was born, that baby died, and David even... Um, had Bathsheba's husband killed to try to kill any kind of uh, finding out about the situation. But that worked to the detriment of David and to the people of Israel. We saw at the Battle of Ai, a man named Achan saw the spoils, took them, hid them, and because he stole these things, the people of Israel lost the battle, and it was found out that Achan was the culprit, And, of course, he was stoned along with his family. We saw in the New Testament that Jesus, walking on water, called to his disciples in the boat and said, Come. Peter stood up, walked on water, but as soon as he saw the wind, he began to sink. And that's a picture of for all of us if we fail to keep our eyes on the Lord. Job made a covenant with his eyes, and he said, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look on a young maiden? Psalm 119, verse 37 says, Turn away my eyes from looking at vanity and revive me in thy ways. So we see that spiritual vision will align us with the ways of God. We spoke from Second Chronicles 20, 20, when Jehoshaphat prayed because three armies were coming to defeat the armies of uh, Judah. And the end of his prayer said, We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I believe because he said that God raised up a prophet, gave instructions how to defeat these three armies, 
and there was a victory. Why? Because Jehoshaphat and the eyes of the people of Judah were on the Lord. In Hebrews 2, we saw that in verses 8 and 9, the word said, You have put all things in subjection under his feet, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. But verse 9 says, But we see Jesus. Hebrews eleven thirteen, speaking of Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Jacob, the word of God says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, they were assured of them. How could they possibly have seen promises that they did not receive? They saw through spiritual eyes. We saw also in Hebrews 11, verse 27, speaking of Moses, it says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. How could he, how could Moses, how can anybody see something that's invisible? Only through spiritual eyes. We saw Psalms that so are so encouraging. Junie, you read yesterday from Psalm 25, verse 15. My eyes, my eyes are ever toward the Lord. We saw and read from Psalm 123, verse 2. As the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters, as the eyes of a maid look to the hands of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God. Psalm 141, verse 8. But my eyes are upon you, O God, the Lord. In you I take refuge. These are examples of spiritual sight. Yesterday we concluded our program by looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I want to pick it up in verse 3. Chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, verse 3. Paul is speaking about his ministry, and he says, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. And listen to verse 6. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. These eyes, spiritual eyes, must see the uh, the the ways of God and the understanding of God, because from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we see that the God of this age, who is Satan himself, causes us to be blinded. And we need to have, as believers, allow God to shine in our hearts to enlighten us of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of spirit, in the face of Jesus. Spiritual sight vitally connects us with faith. Believing is seeing. I know the world would say, Junie, seeing is believing, but believing is seeing. And we know what Paul's call was. Turn with us for a moment to Acts chapter 26, beginning at verse 17. Paul is, is writing. I'm sorry, uh, Luke was writing in the book of Acts. I will deliver you from the Jewish people, these are instructions to Paul, as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. And this was Paul's call, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. You know, Junie, this and, and 2 Corinthians 4 goes hand in hand. Again, 
Paul's call was to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. We have to come out of the influence of Satan who blinds our eyes and come into the authority of God and then our eyes will be open so we are turned from darkness to light. And who is the light? Jesus himself. And we see that, Shelley, in the verse you were reading, verse 18 in Acts 26, where it goes on to say, um, well, let me start at the beginning, to open their eyes that they might turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may thus receive forgiveness and release from their sins and a place, a portion among those who are consecrated and purified by faith in me. So are we believing what we see naturally, or are we believing what is invisible? Really? You know, Satan is invisible, and yet it's a warning in the scripture that he, the God of this world, can blind us. But Jesus, who is the Lord God of Israel, can forgive us of our sins and guide us and lead us into a new way of life. Bless the Lord. Oh, how we need to uh, have 2020 spiritual sight. All right, let's go to uh, other, a very significant portion of scriptures which deals with seeing by the eye of the Spirit. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Ephesians chapter 1. And we'd like to begin reading at verse 15. Ephesians 1, verse 15. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Junie, putting this ver- these verses together with Second Corinthians 4, we see that we are in absolute need of spiritual sight. It says in this version, I was reading from the New King James, the eyes of your understanding. But that word understanding in Greek is cardia, which we, which is def, defined as the heart. So in other words, our spiritual eyes are the eyes of our heart that God enlightens that you may know. And we see from um, what we read in Paul's call and from 2 Corinthians 4, these words, there were light, sight, heart, and knowledge. And we see here in Ephesians chapter 1, 15 to 18, eyes, eyes that are enlightened, our heart, and knowledge. We cannot have the knowledge of God just through our natural eyesight. And I'd like to read verse um, 17 in the Amplified of Ephesians 1. For I always pray... The God of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, the Father 
of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into the mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God. Mm. And, you know, we can't have a deep and intimate knowledge of God just like we can't have a deep and intimate knowledge of a subject or um, our husband or wife unless we spend time with them. Yes, yes. Unless we look into and understand who they are or the history of where something began. So that will be my prayer, Shelley, for all of us, that we might have the insight into the mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate understanding of God for our lives and even that we might live and move and have our being in him yes, that we might Lord. see differently. So, Lord, I just want to thank, thank you, you Lord. Thank for this you, Lord. week thank you, Lord. and looking into what it is to see with your eyes and your understanding. And we do have a desire to have a deep and intimate yes, knowledge Lord. of who you are. Thank so you, I Lord. pray, Lord, for our listeners and for Shelley and I that we would be mindful of what we think, yes, Lord. how we treat people, and our desire to love with your love. Yes. We ask this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.